Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Lift up your voice and pray. There's a lot to open your eyes, open your ears, that you will see that you are here tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Open eyes, open ears to see and to hear. here like this, you speak to our hearts, you affect our lives. Open our eyes, open our ears to see and to hear. I will be blessed because we came. Thank you for your spirit and your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Now give Jesus a big hand clap and maybe see that. We are on tithing not changed the message yet. Tithing. And we're looking at how tithers open the heavens over their lives. I was very surprised when I met a lady in Ghana. She attended there. Um, how I came to be anointed conference. I think after the first session or so, she came forward, met me, and introduced herself to me. It really, I, I, it's really unfortunate that I didn't take a picture with her. I missed the opportunity. And um, she told me that she's from Australia, and she listens to my podcast. I was very, very, very surprised. I thought it's only Guyanese who's listening to me podcast. Without me clearly stuck, I stuck. I mean, and then she, she came with her phone and my face on the podcast like that. She showed me. So I listened to your message. I'm from Australia. I couldn't believe my ears. I missed the opportunity. I think I was, I was walking out. I missed the opportunity to take a picture with, with the lady. It's a blessing. And so you are seated here listening to me live. And somebody is tapping in somewhere trying to listen to a recorded message 
which can easily not be recorded properly. Are you with me? So you are blessed to be seated here. Turn to your neighbor, tell them you are blessed to be seated here tonight. Don't take it for granted at all. And so I'm teaching about how tithers open the heavens over their lives. And we've gone through two points. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. I, I, tonight, I want you to pay rapt attention. Yazami. Rapt attention. Yeah. I mean, undivided attention. Because you miss tonight, you can easily miss something very big in your life. The Bible says that bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. All. All. Remember it's all, right? All. That there may be meat in my house, which means that when you don't bring the tithe, you are depriving God Almighty of something. And your life will never be the same because of that. Because your name goes on the list of people who are trying to deprive God and his storehouse. Can you take that blame? Can you take that for yourself? That God has marked you as you are in the church going and coming. It's like his eyes are on you as somebody who is not contributing. Because when you bring the t- all the tithes, then there is provision made in his house. He says, and prove me now herewith, say the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven. Now that is, that is where we are stuck. And that is uh, how I want to, you know, uh, show you some things. If I will not open you the windows of heaven. Most people are in error thinking that the windows of heaven open and Guyanese dollars fall down. How many thought about that until I started saying it? Oh, only five people. Hey, Isaiah. Are you here? Are you a prophet indeed? <laughs> yes, I'll be carrying. Yeah, many people thought that when the Bible says, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Please underline, pour you out a blessing. That it is money. We normally tithe expecting money in return. Because we are so focused on money. Yeah, no, somebody will fight with you because of money. That's why you want to do business in the church because of money. You don't even know where to make money. You brought your money making inside the church. That's why Jesus went to a church and he sacked all those who were trading in the church. That's why in the church, I don't like people who, who buy and sell in the church or do business inside the church. I go by what the Bible has, has said. If you do a business, you do it outside. We'll come outside and buy, but not in a church. As you've closed from church, you are showing somebody, somebody a shoe. Look like, look like this is your size. What do you think? I brought it in from Italy. It's leather shoes. 
Man, you could take it and pay me next month. You don't let me don't let me see you doing that. <laughs> we are so focused on money. Yes, money answereth a lot of things. But the Bible says it is a blessing of the Lord that maketh somebody rich. Are you with me? And so I'm glad that God is leading me to speak a bit more, teach and help you more about what happens when the windows of heaven opens. He said, I'll pour you out a blessing. And so we learn that tithers cause the heavens to be opened over their lives. Heavens are closed over lives until a tithe is thrown or a tithe is paid. Then the heavens open. Hey, imagine your tithe is like a remote control. Once you throw your tithe, once you pay your tithe, automatic doors, they open. Over your life, you become the spotlight. And then number two, we learn that tithers cause the heavens to be opened over their lives and the open heavens, the open heavens means that blessings are poured out on them. Blessings are poured out on them. Are you there? Did you come to church? Or you are still home? And so I gave you some words. I gave you the meaning of what a blessing is. See, Stevie Wonder, for example, he has a lot of money, but he can't see. Up to today, you can see. He has offered money to anybody who opened his eyes. Oh, you, your eyes will close. <laughs> because <laughs> it's not money. God does not need money to open your, 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 open your eyes. That's why when Naaman the Syrian went to Elisha uh, to be helped, the Bible says that when Elijah helped him, he tried to give Elijah money and a lot of goods, a lot of things. Elijah said, I don't even want one thing. Then Gehazi said, this man of God, something wrong with him. How can he reject such bounty? So I was talking to a pastor and, um, and I'm, I'm, so, I'm so humbled and blessed that God will Use me to talk to pastors. It's a blessing. He keeps talking to me about pastors. Keep talking to me about pastors in the country. Keeps talking to me about pastors. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he doesn't talk to me about you, the pastor here. Something to think about. So this pastor invited me to join a meeting on Zoom about financial something. You see, immediately I realized that the man, his focus is different. One of the qualifications of a pastor is that the Bible says that he should not be greedy of filthy lucre. The Bible says, he that is hasty to be rich has an evil eye. 
So when it comes to money and ministry, pastors and church leaders have to make a distinction between money and God. Because money will not help you in the ministry in terms of anointing and power and favor and all of that. It is rather these that will bring you money. Are you with me? So when he invited me to the program, I told him that I'm sorry I cannot attend. But our church has a very solid finance system that is based on only tithe and offerings. And that has sustained our ministry for over 30 years, over three decades. And if he's interested, I can sit down with him and show him how it works. He never said anything back to me. (laughs) Are you with me? So, the Bible says that God will pour you out a blessing. And one of the important things that we are learning, or if I've not mentioned it, is that a blessing is not money. We have some, some things that I said are blessed. An advantage is a blessing. An advantage is a blessing. If you have an advantage over somebody, it's a blessing. You can't pay for advantage. If you have a benefit, it's a blessing. People fight for benefits. People, people save towards benefits. Huh? You can add up to your NIS contributions. Benefits. Tell people fight you for their benefits. Because a benefit is a blessing. Help. Good thing. God sent. Gift. Convenience. Bonus. Extra. Plus point. Added attraction. Good fortune. Not Samarudam, but good fortune. Gain. Bounty, favor. These are all blessings. There is no mention of money coming down from the windows of heaven into anybody's life. So when you give, when you pay your tithe, you should look out for something else than money. And that's something else. Tonight, I want to focus on people. One of the blessings that tithe releases is to release people into your life. Oh, yes. What did God say in Luke chapter 6 verse 38? He said, he will cause men to give unto your bosom. Now, it is very important to be careful about people. Very, very careful. One thing you have to understand is that God is very, very different from us. I remember Sister Everett many years ago. I was in a compound at Hebron. And she was coming to church. I think it was a Tuesday evening. She was coming to church. And as she was walking, right almost at the entrance to the church, 
a police pickup. Even you remember that day? I remember it like a day like today. A pickup stopped next to her. And I think the police guys are trying to, you know, you know, do these things that boys do to girls. I saw Ivo's face. I mean, if it was an angel, the angel would just continue driving because of her face. So when she ended, I said, hey, why are you so, well, why? What's the problem? Because the way her face was, I mean, the guys couldn't go beyond the initial whatever they were trying to, trying to do. But if people are a blessing, then is it possible that you have missed, <laughs> you have missed out on a blessing? Like, by inspiration, I told two ladies on Sunday that they actually drove their blessings away. But God says that he's bringing it back. You see, the thing about people is complex because from time immemorial up to today, we always have expectations of people. If it doesn't meet and match our expectations of them, we shut off. But God will never do things according to how you expect. And that's how many people miss their blessing. And so, tonight I want to start looking, helping you. We want to go into the scriptures and look at blessings that came into people's life and how they saw the people. Because one of the things that the Lord spoke to me about is that even the people who hate and abuse you, they are from him. It's God. Why are you trying to put God in a certain class? Why do you think that the people who smile with you are the only people who are from God? Sometimes God wants you to wake up. So he brings somebody into your life who will help you wake up by force. And you don't like that person because the person gets on your nerves. But your nerves must be gotten on. That is a blessing God is blessing you. You see how you can easily miss somebody who is a blessing to your life? So let's look at Genesis. We are looking at people as a source of blessing. People who the windows of heaven opens and God pours out blessing and the blessing is a human being. Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. The Bible said, and God remembered. Genesis chapter 18, sorry. Genesis chapter 18, sorry. 18. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre. And he sat in the tent um, door in the heat of the day. This is Abraham. And he lifted up his eyes and looked. And lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, 
If now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Give me two and three together. You see, we have to start praying for people to come into our lives. You have to start praying that prayer. Because there are some blessings that you have to fight for. If blessings are so important and so critical in our lives, don't think that $1,000 brings a blessing. That will change your life. <laughs> you are very cheap, pa. I said you are very cheap. That your life, as you want your life to be affected and to change, that $2,000 is what you have given for your whole life to be affected. You are a joker. Turn to your neighbor, if that's what you think, that you're a joker. <laughs> Will $2,000 change your life? I'm asking you a question. How much money will change your life? Afro, let's live from which amount do you think will change your life? <laughs> Not in money. Not in, are you sure? I mean, as you, as you are here now, I mean, you are going to get married in December. How much money will change your life? What a, some billions. Some billions. Some millions. Wow. Billions. 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 Hey, then your wedding can't happen now. <laughs> yeah. How much do you think can change your life? Your, your wedding. Million. Hey. Tell you what it will happen now. I'm sorry. Where's Papi? You should ask Papi how much money he spent on his wedding. <laughs> Papi told me, Bishop, I want the people to go away on Sunday and then I'll feed the few that are left. I said, it's a good idea. Oh, yes. So I told him that he should wait. After the service, he should go away and go and take pictures. And the people will realize, oh, they're gone. Then he come back around 6 o'clock. Then those who are really hungry, they'll be around. <laughs> oh, yes. That's how can puppy prepare for his wedding. Cry. Oh, yes. Because this Sunday wedding, if you don't take care, it will cost some, some, some dollars. I told him that you don't. I said people eat in their homes. Don't worry about food. Yeah, yeah let them go home and eat. I said after service, you take some pictures around and you go along your way. I promise you, when you come back, it will only be about 30, 40 people. And as for them, we did some channel or something. We're good. Yeah. We'll share it. We we'll even care about. Oh, look at what food puppy is giving us because the people who are, who are behind. Well, uh, they, they are not very particular about what you are giving them in terms of food. And he did that. So when this Mr. and Mrs. Harry, I say one million dollars. Charlie, I think you should go to Ghana for your wedding, including plane ticket and the hotel. And hey, KLM ticket, million. You have to come and see me in the office because I don't understand this one here. 
<laughs> I want a good answer. Calvin, you're a businessman. How much money will change your business? How much money? Be real. <laughs> I mean, to me, uh, not really money because I, I, no, I want you to answer money. Yeah, don't go away from the topic. Okay, okay. okay. Fail CXE if you do that. Okay, sure. <laughs> I would say five, five million, five million. Five million will change your, your business. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Will you give a five million offering for your business to change? If I have it. If, I... if you have it. <laughs> so that's the idea I'm trying to give you. How much money will change your life? Right now, I think I want about 20 million. 20 million? <laughs> Bishop, I'm thinking because if Mika has one challenge, she wants 20. <laughs> you want maybe five. Five million? I believe maybe 100 million. 100 million? Wow. Please watch them, right? Three million. Yes, please. Wow. Cuckoo. <laughs> People are spending 500 million. Million. Million? Wow. Basman. Four million, Bishop. About four million? Yes, Bishop. Wow. Are you following? You see, it's, it's, it's very interesting that our expectation of a life transformation is in millions. We never give anything close to that. I mean, if you give me about 500,000, I'll be good. Oh, yes. I'm good. 500,000, it can do much. The people who are saying millions, they don't even know what money is. 500,000, it will add something to my life. It will make a little difference. So, so it's not a little, it will make a difference. 10 million, what are you going to do with 10 million? You won't come back to church. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> I mean, if you give me, you give me 200,000 right now, it will, it will do something for me. So what are you talking about five million bucks? What are you about? You buy some three phones, one hundred fifty thousand. It will turn over. But you see, our expectation—we we, we want millions. But how much do you give to provoke that million? And that's what I'm talking about. It takes—if you want such a dramatic change, you will have to—you have to give that. It will really pinch you. Other, otherwise, forget about your money. You want millions? You need to give your best. Is it even offering? I don't ask. I said 5,000. I don't even ask 50,000 offering. Yes, I know you. Yeah, you start looking through the window like the, the bank is right outside there. Thank you. So, 
The Bible says that when Abraham saw three men, he lifted up his eyes and looked. And three men, you see, this is a message that is supposed to change your life. If your life doesn't change after these things I'm talking about, you should really go, just die, just drink rat poison and go to heaven. Yeah. I have come to realize that many people don't believe. Many people don't believe. That's why our lives are not different. Oh yeah, many of you don't believe. Many of you don't believe. That's why your life is not different. And I pray I'll get a chance to do a series on belief. Belief changes everything about your life. It, the, the, okay. Yeah. And belief is what is the commodity that gives you life eternal as to your destination being hell. How do you go to hell? When you don't believe. How do you go to heaven? When you believe. So belief is, is a, is, it can change your destiny. But unfortunately we're in the church. We don't believe. Because belief means or belief actually works on us to let go of ourselves without thinking. And we don't like that. We, don't, we want to do things that make sense. We want to understand things that make sense. We want to obey things that make sense. Believe doesn't make sense. That's how many people get stuck. And the level of your Christian life, the amount of blessing and riches and favor that comes upon you depends on your belief. Oh, yes. Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And lo. You see, if you go to verse 1, give me verse 1, then come back to 2 and 3. Epson. Verse 1 says, And the Lord appeared unto Abraham in the plains of Mamre. There's a, there's a colon there, isn't it? There's a colon. Which means that now the scripture is going to explain how the Lord appeared to him. Before the story, Abraham didn't know that it was the Lord who was going to appear to him. But because the story has already happened, now Genesis 18 starts by saying God appeared to Abraham. And he's explaining how God appeared to Abraham. All right, Now, if God appears to you, the question I want you to ask yourself today is that the blessing that comes out of the windows that are opened in heaven, that comes in the form of blessed people or God coming to you or angels coming to you, will you identify them? Will you be able to embrace people that God has sent into your life as a blessing? Because if you don't, that's it. So it's not even just paying your tithe. Your tithe releases somebody into your life. Now, it depends on how you see the person before the blessing can actually enter your life. Did you get that?
Your tithe opens the windows of heaven and a blessing is poured out. But you cannot receive the blessing or you can receive the blessing. When God sends an angel into your life, it depends on how you, you see the angel. That is how you are going to be blessed. So your tithe is actually not a guarantee. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you've paid tithe for many years and you are not seeing a lot of things. If every time you tithe, the windows open and blessing is poured out, how come after five years of tithing, your life is the way it is? Can't buy one piece meal. Can't buy a bicycle. One day I went to a shop and I, I saw a bicycle, the one with the big tires. I said I wanted to buy the bicycle. When I looked at it, it was 65,000. I said, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> it's a bicycle, 65,000. Oh, you're a born. The fat, fat, these bikes that have the fat wheels. I found them so interesting. I said, oh, let me see if I can buy one. 65, I said, oh, no, no. My 65 won't buy a bicycle, I beg you. At least I could ride it around my area and exercise my legs. Are you with me? This is how the Lord appeared to Abraham. He sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. So his house, there was no AC. So whilst it was hot, he came out, put a chair, plastic chair outside the tent, and he was sitting down, and he was just catching breeze. Then in verse 2 and verse 3, the Bible says that he lifted up his eyes, and he looked, and lo, three men, not three angels, three men, they stood by him, and when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door. <laughs> It is like when I read Matthew chapter 4 and the Bible says that when Jesus saw Peter and his brother Andrew with their father mended their nets, he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their, their father and their nets. They came to follow Jesus. I never understood it properly until I read When God Walked the Earth, the book by Rejoiner, that explained that that moment when Jesus came and, and told them that, Andrew had already met Jesus and Jesus told him that he will come looking for him. He has to go somewhere. He will come back. That was when Jesus went to the mountains 40 days and 40 nights to be tempted by the devil. So Andrew lost hope. Peter was teasing Andrew. Because Andrew came back and said, Charlie, I met the Messiah today. I were with John and John said, behold, the Lamb of God. So there's great news. I even went to see him. He said he's going uh, somewhere and he will come back for us. So every day Peter was asking, you this guy, you said this, 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 where is he? For 40 days, that's about over a month, but six weeks. So when Jesus, I mean, appeared on the Sea of Galilee and told them, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. They had, at least Andrew had had an encounter with Jesus already. So it wasn't something out of the blue like, 
somebody is controlling somebody that you leave your net and you follow. Can, can you follow what I'm trying to say? So there are backgrounds to the Bible which because of time, because of volume and space and all of that, God has not included those. Do you get it? So the Bible says that if you go back to 18, 2 and 3, he said that when he saw them, how can you see three men? Now you are a girl. You are sitting down. And three men are walking past your house. One of the, one of the things you would never do is a girl seeing three men and, and, and trying to get the attention. You feel like you're some cheap girl or something. If I, when a man is even calling you, most girls and reluctantly and angrily walk, walk away. If you're a Christian, you have to be careful. I said, if you're a Christian, you have to be very careful. Because what you think is somebody trying to hit on you or someone who's trying to hustle you may not be somebody trying to hustle you. It may be your blessing. Who said everybody who, who tries to draw your attention is a hustler? Which, which book is that? Which law is that? But in your mind, he's a hustler. So the moment he, he the, the mistake he should do is that he should just you put your head straight. <laughs> I'm teaching about when the heavens open and a blessing is poured out, one of the major factors, a major pouring out that God does is that he releases men. Because Luke says that he says that men, he will cause men to give unto your bosom. So we are looking at men in the Bible who changed people's lives and how the people even saw them to start with. The Bible says Abraham saw three men, they stood by him. And when he saw them, if you look at if you look at the word saw, right, in your Bible, if you have a good Bible, the Bible says here, you lift up his eyes and, and, and what? You look. He lifted up his eyes and he looked. The word looked there means discern or perceive. comes from the Hebrew, Hebrew word Ra, which is R-A-A. So it's not just looking. But looking and picking up something from the thing you are looking at. There was a transmission from what you were looking at. That is what made Abraham, you have to ask yourself, why did he run to meet them from the tent door? And why would you bow yourself before three human beings? Are you mad? Are you out of your head? Who told you that you bow before three people? It is because Abraham saw beyond the natural. He saw and he knew and he was convinced of who they were. You don't bow before people just like that. I don't know how many people have bowed before me. Even me who is here as a man of God sent from where to come and be a blessing to you. You don't bow before me. 
At least even me, at least you know that I'm a man of God. How much were three men? So it means that many of us, we see things and we don't see well. If it was you, these three men would have passed. They would have carried their blessings with them away. This was a moment where 90 years of prayers was going to be answered. This was a moment where somebody who was almost 100 years old was going to have a, a first child legally. And it came in the form of three human beings walking past his house. He saw them. They look. He lifted up his eyes and looked. And lo, three men. The looking came with perception and discernment. If you are going to ever embrace the person that God sends into your life as a blessing, you need to have discernment. Because people are not the way they look. People are not the way they appear. There are things behind people. Even as we are embarking on people coming around, save souls, organize people. Don't you know that when you go to the sea and you throw your net, it's not only fishes that come into the net. Can you believe that as we are believing God for 500, uh, some demons will come, uh, will, will come and mix among us? Watch out for those people. You see them by their fruits. The way they work on you, the time and attention sometimes they, they demand from you. You say, ah, if I give you all this attention, what about what, what happened to my 15 people that I have to bring? So even in, in, in our quest to be fruitful and to please the Lord, you have to really be careful who comes around. Because the Bible says in the book of Job, when the sons of God met, the devil also was there. He looked and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door. And he bowed himself towards the ground. You must know somebody differently to bow before him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why it's very interesting how some people even ignore a man of God who is clearly a man of God. You just ignore him. That, and that's how somebody like me, when you ignore me, I see that you don't have a good spirit. How can you be so blind? <laughs> how can you be so blind? That the one that God has taken and placed right in front of you like a Moses, you can't see him. Something is wrong with your eyes. And so, one of the first things that you have to have to embrace the people that God sent into your life as a blessing is to be able to discern. To be able to perceive. That's the meaning of the word looked there. And he said, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Four. Let me give you a little water. I pray 
be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Ah! Why would you force some strangers to come around you and do all of that? It is after the encounter that you realize that Abraham saw something that we didn't see from the beginning of the story. And that is, he saw these people as people from God. I pray that your eyes open to discern in Jesus' name. I'm Exodus chapter 3, the second one. Exodus chapter 3. So you need perception, you need discernment. You can't just see people and just, you know, say, ah. Exodus chapter 3. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. The next trait or the next step to recognizing people that God sends into your life when he opens the windows of heaven are uncommon people. Uncommon people. Uncommon people. <laughs> see, there, 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 are, there are people who, when they see something uncommon, they don't even, they don't even blink. Are you there? Are you following? Don't, don't miss anything. You have to feed on this thing that I'm teaching you. The first is discernment and perception. We have to pray for that. Lord, let me see. Because if you leave me with this my eyes, <laughs> a lot of things will pass me by. So please, these eyes help me. The next thing is to be attracted to uncommon people. The Lord spoke to Moses only when he allowed himself to be attracted to this uncommon occurrence. How can a bush be burning and it's not consumed? Some people get frightened and they'll just walk away. They'll just carry the sheep and say, man, let me go along. <laughs> this thing here. And then they'll go around and tell people, Charlie, you something I just saw in the desert. (laughs) 
But it's interesting how when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, when he did not ignore that strange thing, and that's what I said, for many of us, when the person that God sends into our life as a poured out blessing is different, we miss it. We miss it when the person is different. And some people can get on your nerves. Especially if you have one. And many of us have a lot of nerves. You see, our problem in life is that we have built walls and made rules and designed regulations and ten commandments of Akima, ten commandments of Karen in our lives. So anybody who breaks one of your commandments, the person is out. But God has a way of sending into our lives people who are not common. And what we do is that we can't handle them. Me and Ebu she. Me and Ebu he. Because it's very interesting how somebody will call you every day. Now, without that person, have you ever had anybody who calls you every day before? So, this calling every day must be something special. But no, it's irritating. Why God call me? Look, you know, this time in the morning, he can't let me. He's like, you get nothing for do. Look at what you are saying to a blessing that is coming your way. You bothering me? You don't know that for somebody to pay attention to you and call you every morning, that person is likely to be from God. That person is uncommon. Wait until somebody like that leaves your, leaves your life to see how often your phone will ring. You, you call yourself and see if your phone is working. <laughs> Uncommon people. There are some people who talk a lot. There are some people who laugh a lot. There are some people who make noise. There are some people, everything they will talk. We have a way of Disliking people who we think are a little too much. But those are the people. The Bible says that when Moses saw that strange thing, beat out or go close. The Bible said that he was attracted. He went towards the... Tell it, it's like some OBO. It's like some... <laughs> he beat out. That's how people say, jumbi, 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 jumbi. When it's a little different, it got to be something that is strange. When it's something different, it got to be somebody who, who is using some wicked or evil powers. When a pastor is successful and he's doing well, people got something to say. I remember one day a pastor, uh, um, I met a pastor and he asked me about one of the pastors around from Africa. He asked me if I know him and if he is genuine. I said, ah. why, why are you concerned about whether somebody is genuine? Why don't you just admire what he's doing? 
and let God deal with the genuineness or not the genuineness. So what do you want me to say? That I know him and I... I, I he said, oh, some of his things, you know, sometimes... The fact that some of his things are a little different doesn't mean that he's not genuine. Some of you ladies, you easily disrespect a guy who is so interested in you. Yeah? But is short and not tall like you expect. What you don't know is that it's a blessing for somebody to be interested in you. You don't know about that. Yeah. It's divine. It's because growing up, people have been hustling people. You've been around hustling, hustling, hustling. So it has blinded you from knowing that when somebody is interested in you and genuinely tries to, tries to, tries to build something with you, that, that it is something that is coming from God. You may, you, may, you may be surprised. We seem to know everything. And we are not blessed. We seem to understand everything. And we have not moved forward in life. As we know everything, we understand everything. Why are we still at the, the place we are at? The reason why God spoke to Moses was because he did not shy away from that thing that looked different. He rather went closer to it. He said, I like this thing here. I like this boy. The boy is different. The way he's dark. The way he's dark is only he's dark like that. It's different. Many people in the church are very different. I mean, if you look someone like Major, Major is very different, isn't it? Uh, people, people, uh, people find her very interesting and all, but she's very different. I mean, she's not, she's not your type of, of person. <laughs> she's very different. The way she talks, the way to that, uh, yes, please, Bishop. I mean, people smile and people are very excited when she speaks. She's very different. When I see Alexis on the highway to London, it's very interesting. It's very different. With lipstick. Red, gold, green lipstick. Yeah, like a, she looks like a pirate. Man! They have it, cry. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. That's Alexis for you, my cake mistress. Yeah. That was quick, pa. <laughs> yeah. No, this is different. I've never, I've never had any church member who has done this before. On the London Highway, when the truck is coming. <laughs> it's only as Alexis is going to tell the truck, please hold on, I take him a picture. But many people can't deal with such characters. Many people can't deal with such characters. It's something very different. Yeah. I, 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 saw, I saw her very different the day I saw those pictures on, on, on Facebook. Because I know she knows that I will see them. But she didn't care. So I also didn't care. I also saved it on my iPad. Yeah. Yeah. I have it up to today. And I will forever have it. 
Yeah, I can. I mean, I, I, I will. I, I plan to blow it up and put it in my office. Oh, anybody who asks me, so it's an art. Somebody just draw an art for me. <laughs> oh yes. I don't know where her mother and her father were when she was doing this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uncommon people. (laughs) Uncommon people. Uncommon people. Uncommon people. If you don't take care. So I'm not saying that Alexis is an angel. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm not saying that uh, Tamika is is, is an angel. But I'm saying that right among us, you see people with certain uncommon characteristics. It is those people, if you were to get to know them, you'd be surprised how much a blessing they'll be to your life. It's true. It's true. It's the Bible I'm reading from. Moses heard the voice of God only when he was attracted to that uncommon thing. Thank you, ladies. So watch people and how you classify them. So, if somebody, a stranger, tries to get your attention and he looks a little shabby or something, don't use shabby shepherding on him. (laughs) And tell yourself, shabby shepherding must go. No, 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 I beg you. (laughs) I beg you. (laughs) Yeah. I beg you. Yeah. yeah, no, you're being too spiritual. <laughs> don't, don't apply shabby shabbating there. Be careful. Be careful. Be, be, be very entertaining. Be very open-minded. Just, just wait and see. If it's not good, it will show. But if it's good, it will change your life. As Moses saw this burning bush, he went close. He went close. And all of a sudden, this is the first time Moses hears the voice of God audibly. And it was a matter of embracing it or moving away from it. And he chose to embrace it. See, one day somebody told me that they are attracted to a guy who is not normal. A guy that, if the guy proposed to you, you say, why don't he think about himself? Look at he. Am I his type? And if I was to go into details, you'd even be surprised. So I won't even go into details. But when when the person approached me and said that this is the situation, I said, Charlie, I support you. I'm with you. Even the person doesn't have a head, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Your head will be the person's head. We tend, we tend to, to think that uncommon things are bad. Uncommon things are not good. Because we are not used to them. Because we are not accustomed to them. Once they appear, they approach, and they are introduced into our lives, we seem to mark them and avoid them. 
Even Jesus had to tolerate Judas so that he could betray him. <laughs> Who would have betrayed Jesus if he had sacked Judas? Because Peter said, no me. John said, no. So Jesus had to entertain Judas for three years. Even though he knew who he was. So that he could betray him. How can you be attracted to somebody uncommon like that? And give him the money to keep. He's the treasurer, head treasurer. When you know that this guy, by the time three years is up, he'll come and kiss you and betray you. Very uncommon. He was the only one from, from, from Kerioth. Very different. And ladies and gentlemen, that is how God works. We have to learn to perceive. He'll do what he has to do. We are the ones who need the blessing. So we have to go the extra mile to see what he's trying to do. Or if he comes with something uncommon, you have to open up to it. Otherwise, you pay tithe. And one day you say, Lord, I've been paying tithe. And God will smile. He will laugh at you. He will tell the angels, laugh at her. She thinks that paying tithe is the only thing. When you pay tithe, you should also position yourself for the blessing. Finally, Numbers 22. I feel like I can add a third one, so let me add a third one. Numbers chapter 22. <laughs> Verse 21. The Bible says then, And Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass and went with the princes of Moab. And God's anger was kindled because he went and the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. <laughs> you see here that God sent some, an angel to become an enemy. So when you get opposition, it's from God also. Sometimes at your workplace, God wants you out. So he raises a supervisor who doesn't like you so you can leave the place. <laughs> because you, 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 have, you have declared that to death do you and that job pass part so he says you think this is where your destination is I'll show you something that he raised a supervisor an adversary right there at your workplace Everybody does something, she doesn't say it. And when you do something little, she has something to say. <laughs> and you are there praying and praying and praying. God says, I want you out. Don't pray. They can't see it. Because you don't believe that God can cause somebody to prevent you from flourishing or going on a particular road. My Lord and my God. <laughs> the Bible says, 
Now he was riding upon his ass, and his two servants were with him. And the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand. And the ass turned aside out of the way and went into the field. And Balaam smote the ass to turn her into the way. There are some things you don't force. You don't force. When you see that you are forcing too much, there's something wrong about it. But the angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyard, a wall being on this side and a wall on that side. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself into the wall and crushed Bilam's foot against the wall and he smote her again. And the angel of the Lord went further. Look at, look at, God has sent somebody as a blessing. <laughs> and then because it is not even what you expect, you are ignoring one, ignoring two. You are even cursing up your supervisor. I mean, Christian like you, cursing up Friday afternoon, you cursing up at work. You are in the morning, you're talking about church. And then after you're cursing the person up. <laughs> yeah, you're praying that the person must die. And then it keeps occurring. It's like, week after week, the person finds something, finds something, finds it, but you still can't get the message. When you get something like that, you know, one after the other, you, you, you have to Pick up a message from it. It didn't happen to Balaam. So the Bible says that the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left. Look at the number of times. And then the Bible says, and when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam. And Balaam's anger was kindled. Can you believe that? Somebody's trying to protect you. Somebody's trying to just be in a position to help you. you. You are very angry. Sometimes you are going somewhere, you are in a hurry, and there's a driver in front of you. And there's a child, what this guy was. You know, some people, when they are driving there in their car, they are cursing up, they're fighting right there in their car alone. <laughs> no, that driver is trying to delay you from missing an accident ahead of you. You only focus on your time. I got to drop this client and come and pick up this client. <laughs> Carol is laughing. <laughs> I think it sounds familiar. Especially if, you, if you're in the public transport sector. Speed is something that is a determinant. Drop one quickly, come and pick up one quickly. So if you get traffic, police... He gets it. What a policeman, he mother, he, he effing get out of here. Any money. That's what the angel of the Lord was sent to do for Balaam. To prevent him from going to cause an error that was so grievous to God. So God released help. And the number of times that the, the help was working and active, Balaam was angry. 
Watch out for things that happen that makes you angry. That makes you irritated. That want, want, want to make you fight people. Want to, want to delete people from your life. Want to erase people. Control, out, delete, reboot. God is trying to prevent you from going in a certain direction. And the Lord opened the mouth of the ass. Can you believe it? And she said unto Balaam, What have I done unto you? Thou hast smitten me these three times. I said, Donkey, if you beat me once, I understand. But you beat me three times. <laughs> and Balaam said unto the ass, he didn't even realize there was a donkey he was talking to. He's, it's like he's so blind. <laughs> he's so off. And he said to the ass, because you have mocked me, I would dare, I would dare wear a sword in my hand for now. I would have killed you. I'm sure he even said before he realized that it was a donkey he was talking to. Sometimes we blame our vehicles. You blame the car. What kind of problem car is this? Now, the car broke down so that you will not go where you are going. But look at this. And the ass said unto Balaam, Am I not your ass? <laughs> Upon which thou hast ridden ever since I was dying unto this day. New Living Translation. But I am the same donkey you have ridden all your life. The donkey answered, Have I ever done anything like this before? So even the donkey was trying to tell Baramba, Think, think, think. Three times, think. Think, Christian sister, think. Christian brother, think. Pastor, think. This thing is not normal. You, you are failing to recognize something. Have I ever done anything like this before? No. Balaam admitted. How can this guy be talking to a donkey like that? <laughs> Casino. A donkey you've been riding on for years, never spoken to you before. All of a sudden, he started to to co- com- conversate with you. <laughs> so, what what around with you, by? <laughs> I I carry you all over. <laughs> what are you lash me for? Is that donkey talking? <laughs> I said, Balaam did not even realize the insanity of the whole situation. <laughs> and that is how sometimes we are to the blessings God sent our way. We get so frustrated that we can't see through. We can't. So the Bible says, now, now God, now, God, God wanted to show Balaam the blessing. So the Bible says, the verse 31. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. And he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the roadway with a drawn sword in his hand. An angel that the donkey even saw. 
It's like your vehicle can see things on the way. You, the driver, you can't see anything on the way because you have to deliver a package quickly and go here and deliver a package quickly. So when there's an accident or there's something, you, you, your mind is on things that don't have any bearing with the deliverance and the help, the blessing that God is blessing you. Because you think that blessing is money. Balaam bowed his head and fell face down on the ground before him. The next thing is that if you pray for your eyes to open to see. So number one is what? Perception and discernment. Number two is to be attracted to uncommon people. And I could talk about uncommon people for a long time. And number three, pray for open eyes. Because that's the only way you can see the blessing. Otherwise, you will hit your ass. That has been carrying you for all your life. In fact, the way the King James says it, it makes it really sound like your buttocks. It's I've been carrying you all these years. It's that buttocks says, but I've been behind you, putting you on a chair all this while. Why are you hitting me so? Why are you taking a cane and you lashing me? You lashing me. Lashing me. Start your feet, please. <laughs> we'll continue. But there are many examples in the Bible about people that God released into the lives of his people and who could be identified by some who were not able to be identified and that is the source of your blessing God is bringing people into our lives and he wants us not to miss them because if we miss them then then it's like he has not taken care of it but it's not his fault you didn't see Lift up your hands and close your eyes. Say, Lord, send men into my life. Send men. Help me to see them. Help me to, to notice the uncommon people, the people that I may not like, I may not, may not be my type, may not be people I want to talk to, may not be people I want to even hear, people I don't even want to see. Lord, give me a mind and a heart. Open me for those people. Lord God Almighty, open my eyes, my eyes to see. Man, they be. Yes. Yes. Ask him to open your eyes. Like he did to Balaam. All along the angel of God was trying to help him by preventing him to go and commit suicide. To go and do something bad to himself. He couldn't see. What a blessing it is to be prevented by God from harming your own self. Sometimes it's a relationship. The treatment is so bad. It is because of the treatment that God is saying, this is not it. Oh, that your eyes will open and see. And so even though he does this thing to me, I believe he still loves me. 
Open my eyes, oh God. Give me the spirit of discernment and perception. May I be open to uncommon people. People who are, who are not common. Manderebe, manderebe, manderebe. Manderebe kebrebe. Rakata barababa. Barabanderebe. I pray that God will send people into your life. The Lord pray, release people into my life, oh God. The blessing, the blessing of people, release it, release it. I pray, Malandos, Keberendis, Makabaraba, people who change my life, people who change my finances, people who change my, my relationship, people who affect my career, my destiny, my Christian life, everything that is supposed to make me move forward. Lord, release those men into my life. He said, you will cause men, you will cause men, Lord, cause men into our lives. Man Direct them, O God. Malon, the Rebbe, Kebres, Keterebia, wherever we are, O God. Marandere, Keberebe. Send people to us. Send people to us, O God. Rekaborobo, Siterebe, Karababanda. Rakabasotoro, Kebebe, Kebrebe, Mamandoro, Kabarabasatara, Ikarabate, Brebebe, Alabande, Rikababa, Satabandere. Men who make a difference in our lives. Men who make a difference in our businesses. Men who make a difference in our stay here, oh Lord. The good of the land, you say, if we are willing and obedient, we are willing to meet those people, oh God. Release them, oh God. Release them. I see men coming into your life. I see men being released from heaven into your life. He says, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour you out the blessing. I'll pour you out men. I'll send men into your life. some of us should pray for forgiveness that God will resend the blessing he's a God of second chances what you didn't see what you didn't acknowledge what you didn't open up to so Lord please let it come let it come you said you give the early and the latter rain if I miss the early rain Lord let it be a latter rain Maybe you may have missed something. You don't know. I don't know. I say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of not discerning. Forgive me of not perceiving. Forgive me of ignoring uncommon personalities that have caused me to miss my blessing. Lord, send them again. Send those angels again. Bible says that God appeared to Solomon two times. He appeared to him two times. <laughs> say, Lord, if I miss it the second time, 
Let the first time, let it be a second time, oh God. Let it be a second time, Lord, and help me, help me, help me identify. Marabasi Terebenebe. Eyes have been opened. Eyes have been opened. Eyes have been opened. Yes. Receive the grace of open eyes. Receive the grace of second chances of your blessing. You meet that angel again. You meet that same person again. You, you meet him again. You meet him. You meet him. The Lord says you meet him again. You meet her again. That, that, that person will come back. That person will revisit you. That person will show up. That person will pass by you. And, and if you if you if you can be attracted to that person, there will be an interaction, and the interaction will leave you a different person. Lord is sending. The Bible says that Saul met Samuel, and when he left the presence of Samuel, he was turned into another man. That interaction is coming. It is yours. It's coming. It's yours. You this time you will not miss it. This time you don't miss it for nothing at all in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Rakabolo, sikerere, makatata tabaran bandiri ebekebrebebe. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.